Hello everyone, this is Kirby, just popping in before the episode starts to tell you this is our last episode for the original 1998 version of Charmed. For now, uh, we're going to take a break next week and then we're going to come back with uh, reviews and discussions about the Charmed reboot. And that'll go on for 13 episodes, which should be the entire season of 2018 Charmed. Then we're going to take about a month off, so probably January off, before we come back with some more OG Charmed. So, thank you for listening so far to our original Charmed podcast, but now we're going to do reboot after this episode. Also, before I forget to mention, Halloween falls on a Wednesday, but I am going to be visiting Alex over in North Carolina. I live in California. She lives in North Carolina gonna take a trip there so we won't have a Halloween episode this year unfortunately okay and um I just want to thank you all for listening and you know if you want uh like comment subscribe blah 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 promo promo anyway here is hexed a charmed podcast Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hex, a podcast about the show Charmed. I'm Alex. And I'm Kirby. And welcome to today's Hextacular episode, episode 10, Wicca Envy, which is not a great name, honestly. Did did you say Hextacular? Yes, yes, I did. And you're complaining about the title Wicca Envy. My pun made sense, I'll have you know. So does theirs? Not really. They conflate witchcraft with Wicca all the time. It makes sense. Yeah, but the, where's the envy part come in then? Um, uh, one second. I have to remember the plot of this episode. Um, uh... Are you okay? I'm trying to remember what the envy part of this is. Um... Is it because Rex and Hannah want the Charmed One's powers? Maybe, um, Hannah is kind of a little bit, like, put out that Rex has this power, and... Oh, and he's trying to seduce Phoebe. Yeah. And Hannah's not into that. Yeah. Because, like, so there you go. Oh, did we mention this is, like, a very Rex and And Prue isn't happy with it either. Did we mention this is a very Rex and Hannah-heavy episode? Yeah. I actually kind of liked them as a couple until this episode. Yeah. I just like evil couples. So a quick synopsis of this episode is that Rex and Hannah try another grand scheme to attempt to steal the powers of the Charmed Ones, but this time they're going to do it by framing proof for murder. So pretty much what they do is like, hey, we're going to tell the pop- cops you murdered someone unless you like give up your powers and we'll make this all go away. And in the grand scheme of things, I feel like this was a pretty good plan on their part. I mean, it seemed like a very viable plan. Like, hey, we can't defeat them magically, so let's defeat them using the power of the mortal laws that they have to obey, you know? So we start off with Prue and Phoebe coming home after shopping because, hey, Phoebe Phoebe was like, hey, Prue just got dumped, so I'm going to take her to get some brand new clothes, and uh, we're going to go shopping and, like, cheer her up. And, you know, it's like, hey, you got dumped. But at least now you look cute, and you can get back out on the market and all that jazz. 
Yeah. And they come home. They got all these bags. And um, Piper and Leo come skipping down the staircase in their underpants. Leo's wearing jeans and Piper is wearing his shirt. And of course, uh, Piper freezes him because, oh god, my sisters can't see my boy toy naked. They start making fun of her and she's like, I kept freezing him during sex. I was so nervous. Oh, um, what's it? Piper or Prue call themselves single uh, SHW? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Phoebe calls Prue uh, an SHW, which is, of course, um, a play on words of the single, what, what's it? Single hot female or single hot? Because I know, I know there's like single white woman kind of shit, so I don't know. I don't know those terms. I'm not from the 90s. I don't do dating sites. I don't put ads in the paper with all these acronyms about, like, who I want to meet. Who even puts dating ads in the paper anymore? I don't know. I don't know. This is from, like, the early 2000s, so I'm just... But yeah, they they tease Piper a little bit, and um, Piper's like, wow, you bought a bunch of stuff. And of course, Kit starts playing in the bags, because Kit's a good kitty. So after we get some wonderful cat imagery, which is... Only thing I really watch this show for anymore is I'm already like, you know what, just give me more kit. That's all I ask for. Just show me the kitty. And Rex is now astral projecting all over the fucking place. Like, he's now in Prue's room and he's like giving her suggestions about, oh hey, go do this and go do that. And meanwhile, Kit, the good kitty that Kit is, actually sees Rex and immediately flips shit. Yeah. Because, you know, that is a danger. That is bad. Kitty doesn't like that. Yeah, good kitty. So good kitty, good kitty. I didn't know it was Rex at first, so I just put ghost guys influencing Prue's action because I'm really bad at looking at someone's face and recognizing them right away. Well, I was going to ask if you know anything about astral projection. Like, I know just bits and pieces. I know this isn't how it works. Yeah, I figured as much. Astral projection is more like you kind of meditate and you go out of your body and basically what it is is that you just go other places and that's it. You don't really influence anything. Like, it's half right in this episode. To be 100% fair, he is a demon with other mind powers, so... I guess being able to astral project and influence people is like a demon thing? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, it makes sense that way. Because, like, I know it's not astral projection as we know it, because it's mm-hmm. in a different universe, but I'm just saying yeah. from, um, it's not exactly like the astral projection in our universe, but it is enough like it to be like, yeah, that's astral projection, and since the demon's using it, other things can happen during that, so it makes sense. Right. So from my understanding, astral projection is a bit more like, like you said, it was like meditating and like projecting yourself out into not only our world, but some people use it to go, say, to like the spirit world or to like other places to talk to other people. But it's not necessarily like a thing, like we said, where you can control people and make them do things and see things that aren't there. That It's not that type of magic. Oh, no, definitely not. But we are willing to suspend our disbelief on this one because it is Rex, and Rex is a demon, so... I've come to learn that, you know, we it's charmed, it's just a different universe. And really, um, 
from now on, what I'm going to judge it is that it, it has internal consistency rather than is consistent with our own universe. Well, I think we were just talking about this with the whole classification thing. There isn't that much consistency right now. Like the whole, we don't know exactly what warlocks are and yada, 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 you know? Yeah, that that's one of my biggest complaints, other than some of the episodes not being all that great. It's the fact that they need to be more internally consistent. Exactly. But since this is the first time astral projection has been up, like, there's no contradiction no. to it. And again, I think even if we do compare it to our world, again, again, I say, we can definitely give Rex a pass because he is a demon and therefore has other powers that humans would not be able to possess. Yeah. Also, sorry if I sound a little funny. I, I've had this little weird throat tickle and, like, some mucus and such. I, I'm, I don't know what it is. I'm not sick, I don't think, but it's not, it's, it is making me sound a little funny. You sound fine. You sound fine. Yeah, it's just, I notice I sound a little weird, but I don't know if it's picking up, so I figured I'd just apologize in advance. You're doing <laughs> fine. Um. It's all good. Uh, Rex starts giving Prue suggestions. Like, hey, pull your planner out of your bag, but it's not your planner, it's actually a tiara of some kind. And he was like, yeah, okay, now I'm going to be really pervy and make her get ready for bed. And Kit chases him off before he can actually, like, see her, do- see her get dressed, thankfully. Yeah, Rex really increases his creep factor in this episode. For some reason. Like, as if we didn't have enough reasons to dislike him as a villain. It's like, now we gotta make him creepy? Why? I didn't necessarily dislike him as a villain. Well, maybe I disliked him because he's a villain that's after the charged ones. But I didn't dislike him as a character until this episode. Yeah, because it's like, why, why does he have to be creepy on top of everything else? You know, can't he just be evil? He doesn't have to be creepy. Maybe because he was too nice and well not nice but he was too likable so they had to nerf him yeah like rex was just being too likable so yeah so um he's back at buckland's and he's talking to hannah and hannah's like what were you doing and he's like explaining that this is a new power and she's like oh i don't get how it works so he gets even fucking creepier and uses his power to make Hannah want to strip. Like, you don't need to do that, sir. She's already into you. Like, if anything, you you could have made her, like, do something silly. Like, oh, you want to squawk like a chicken. And that would have demonstrated it just fine. But no, you had to go the creepier route and make her want, make her want to undress. Why? Because the show is written and produced by men, mostly. Yes. Gross, gross, gross scenario. I'm not here for this shit. Yeah, Hannah deserves better. She should go SHW herself. Single hot warlock. Yeah, or demon. SHD, single hot demon. They call themselves warlock even though they're demons. I know, there's no classification. Throw everything up in the air. Throw it all up in the air and into the wind. Let it scatter where it may be. Yeah, so we jump into the title sequence from there. And then we jump into a montage where Prue's trying on all her new clothes, trying to feel sick. Yeah, she looks super cute in all the outfits. She really does. It's a good montage. Although, I forgot how awful fashion in the early 2000s was, and like... All it is is pretty much just neutral colors hey now. and stuff. Nothing. Hey now. Hindsight it's is twenty like, twenty. Uh, I mean, she looks good in them at least, but it's not. You Back. need you need more than just brown and gray. Well, it fits. Prue, it fits Prue's personality. Prue can do with more color though. Yeah, maybe like a little pop of color. I I kind of see her in green. Like I want to see her in green, like a foresty green. 
It doesn't have to be like a li- yeah, yeah. It doesn't like jewel tones. Right. It doesn't have to be like a lime green. But I think like with a lot of the pieces she already has in her outfit, she could totally stand to like use like a black leather jacket, black pants, black pumps, but with, like a a green uh, camisole underneath the jacket. It make it for a really nice pop of color. Yeah, like, it's just, most of these outfits are just, like, all neutral colors, and you just, you know, just add some color to it. But that was early 2000s fashion, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. It's, like, late 90s, early 2000s is, like, the 70s of fashion, being that it's really bad. Yep. Very bad. But again. 70s fashion. But again, hindsight. Awful. Hindsight they had, like, suits that looked like they were made of damask carpeting in the 70s. Yeah, it but they awful. also had, like, jello it with, awful. with random bits of crap in it, so. I, I mean, that's food, and we're talking about fashion. Yeah, but even in the 70s, the food was terrible, so I don't know why we expect the fashion to be any better. They had all jean jumpers. We did that in the 2000s, in the 70s. too. See, the 2000s is, like, <laughs> modern, awful 70s, and we're lucky to have gotten out there alive <laughs> at this point. With fat, Today's fashion is way better. That's all I'm saying. Uh, be happy for any younger audiences that you don't remember, or you didn't have to go through the horrible fashions of the early 2000s. So Piper's running late for work because she and Leo spent all night together, and she's about to run out the door, and Phoebe's like, no, deets, now. And Piper's like, I kept freezing him while we were having sex. And then Leo comes down the stairs, and Phoebe and Prue are just giggle, 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 giggle. Oh, oh yeah, um, uh, it was really creepy. Like, she started freezing him on purpose, and like... He didn't consent to that. She was. It's pretty much hinted that she was using him as a frozen human dildo at that point. Well, I don't think it was implied that she was riding him so much as like, hey, I need to stop for a second. But she didn't want to like ruin the mood because she was like super nervous. Oh no, she was. She was. She was like being like, yeah, I, I, I froze him a lot on accident. But then I did it on purpose. Well, I, I think, again, it was just nerves. Like, I froze him because I was nervous and I needed a second and I realized that I could do that, you know, and she just kind of went with it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm I being very, very... The way she said it when she was like, I did it on purpose and stuff sounded really predatory, but... I, I am giving yeah, her I am giving her the benefit of the doubt on this one. Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't give any of these people the benefit of the doubt. They or she probably did. She probably she, like that love spell thing. She was already up to non-consensual stuff. Maybe she didn't go all the way, but like she had Leo's consent to sex, but she didn't have the Leo's consent for like freezing him and stuff. So like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think she would be down for that. And again, again, I am giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'm not trying to say that Piper raped him so much as I, this is just what I personally feel. Like with Hans, we definitely know he was raped. No doubt. I don't think it's it's as extreme as just like outright rape. I just think it was kind of shitty of her to do stuff to him sexually without his full consent. Hmm. Um, but I think it was just like, hey, it's my first time with this guy. It's been a long time since I've actually had sex. I'm super nervous. So I'm going to freeze time, take a minute, and then go back to it. Yeah. Leo then comes down the stairs after, like, Piper has, like, her whole little sex talk thing. And he's like, 
she he goes up to Piper and just gives her la little kisses. Mm-hmm. La little kisses. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Just and then they full on just nom 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 face nom nom nom. Nom 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 nom. Delicious, delicious face beats. <laughs> and um, oh, Prue and Phoebe uh go to work because uh Phoebe is trying to like to get a job there, and. They find out that the Romanov tiara is missing mm-hmm. from the vault in Buckland. And Rex comes in and says, uh, asks her to like help with the investigation because she's the only one he can trust. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, Phoebe mentions that she's going to see this band. Uh, no, uh, Rex said he was going to go see the band. Yeah. Yeah, Rex and is gonna go see the band. I took really bad notes. I for didn't this actually. And Phoebe's like, yeah, it, Rex is going to a concert to a band that Phoebe likes, and Rex invites Phoebe along, and Prue's like, mm-hmm, what, what band mm-hmm, was it again? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Not okay. I don't even know. I didn't even. I, take a note I do on it. It remember them having a one-hit wonder. Well, not like a one-hit wonder, but they did have a one-hit. But I just. I'm sure yeah. somebody will, and then, will tell um, us eventually. Turns out Andy, the homicide detective, is coming over to talk to Prue, his ex, about the missing tiara case, as, you know, homicides are wont to do for all detectives, in fact. We talked about this again. It's just like, hey, the homicide detectives just seem to do everything because they can't afford to hire more disposable male actors. So my note here is simply, ruh-roh. Oh, and it turns out Rex was giving away one of Hannah's tickets for the concert to Phoebe. And that's like, what? Oh, damn. And she dude. got all pissy about it. Like, it's like, not only did you did you make her strip with your mind powers, now you're giving away concert tickets so you could seduce your enemy. Hannah What's deserves fun, so much better. Hannah deserves so much better. So much so that I kind of wish she'd, she'd come back, kind of. She, she just deserves better than this. Yeah. Rex is just being an asshole to her for this entire episode. Maybe he's still jealous about Matthew the Warlock. I doubt that. Because, like, um, well, for what? Okay. Even if he was jealous about Matthew and stuff, like, she didn't really do a lot with him, if that makes sense. Like, oh, dress up in front of me. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly all that she did. And some mild flirting. She he she didn't, like, do anything else unlike what he's trying to do. He's being beyond petty. I think he's petty, being petty. But he is evil, so that makes sense. As Hannah's being bratty, and then they start talking about how the sisters will give up their powers. Like, hey, if we push them into a corner far enough, they'll have to give up their powers to get out of it, right? Then Andy is interrogating Prue. Um... Andy doesn't think she did it, and it was kind of a really awkward conversation, but not, like, in a bad, like, oh, this is bad writing kind of way, but, like, in a, oh, these two used to fuck kind of way. So it turns out one of the security tapes is missing, and, of course, it's the one from the vault where the tiara went missing. Nobody knows what happens to it. So then we go back to Quake, and Prue is teasing Piper about getting laid while she's working. Yeah, she has this afterglow. Then Rex and Phoebe come in after the concert, and Phoebe is flirting with her with Rex, and Prue's just like, what the fuck, Phoebe? Can you not? Yeah, Prue has got many points on this, I'm just saying. Like, could you not date my boss, please? 
I'd like to keep my job. Thank you very much. Like, not only is uh, Phoebe dating her boss to get a job, but, like, she's dating her boss, which means, like, uh, if something goes wrong with Phoebe, Prue could get in trouble, too. On top of the fact that, you know, he could take advantage of Phoebe and Prue at the same time. Just Phoebe did not think this through at all. Nope. So the next day, Rex sends Phoebe some flowers, and Prue gets snippy about it, of course, as she does. But she has the right to in this case. I will give her a free pass to be snippy. Because Phoebe's like, oh, who are these for? And Prue's like, who do you think? Then Andy and Daryl show up. They have a warrant to look for the tiara. Oh, wait. Let me let me try that again. <gasps> yeah, shit gets real real fast. Shit got real real fast. Dun, dun, dun. They have a warrant to look for the tiara, and Prue's like, yeah, sure, they could look for the tiara, I've got nothing to hide. And they go to search her room, and Piper freezes them, and Prue's like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, it's in your drawer. And she's like, oh, shit, how did it get there? Yeah, this scene is actually uh, intense enough for me to, to type it pretty much all in caps locks. That's about how intense this scene is, <laughs> which is actually pretty good, considering... It's charmed, so. Mm-hmm. Considering. Considering. Um, so Piper's like, shit, it was in the drawer. So then Prue's like, uh, put it under the pillow. Meanwhile, Rex is astral projecting all over the fucking place and giving Andy suggestions to tell Daryl where to look. Ah! That, that's my reaction. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, so Phoebe decides to take it into the attic, but Rex can't follow for some reason like he can't go into the attic maybe it's because the attic is warded or something like that i don't know Uh, but she puts it in the attic and rex cannot give them any more hints as to where tr is so he gives up so crisis averted for the moment rex and piper pretty much go this is getting ridiculous which i found funny oh that one scene where rex is like this is ridiculous and then piper immediately goes this is ridiculous because he's still like subconsciously influencing them they they got a point it's it's pretty ridiculous, but in a good way. Because it's just them being so exasperated. Mm-hmm. It's some Scooby-Doo shit. <laughs> it's Scooby- Yeah, it's like, this, it's like the Scooby-Doo doors, except it's with freezing and astral projection, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Listeners, you probably, you probably, um, seen the episode. You know what we're talking about. Right. At least I hope you, you, you at least were watching along. But yeah, Rex and Piper both frus- uh, both are like, this is frustrating. And then Rex decides he's going to up the stakes, which my note for that is, yikes. So Rex calls their house. The phone rings, Prue answers it, and um, she's like, oh, I'm coming into work, don't worry about it. And he's like, actually, I was hoping to talk to Phoebe. And he invites Phoebe out for a dinner party. And Prue is like, yikes. She's not down for this at all. And Prue already suspects that Hannah might be a demon because Hannah, like, has literally just been a piece of shit to her this entire time. And she's like, yeah, what if Hannah's a demon trying to steal our powers and shit? Uh, then Leo goes into the attic. He's, he comes and said he was fixing the sink, and then he goes into the attic, and he finds the tiara. Because uh, he starts opening drawers and stuff with his powers, which we knew he had powers because we, we've essentially spoiled ourselves. We know he's a white lighter. We know he has powers. Can you imagine, like... Being, the for the first time, seeing this whole thing, because we're watching it from hindsight's perspective. We know Leo is a white lighter. We know he's there to protect the Charmed Ones. But seeing him suddenly use his powers and finding the tiara is like, what the f- 
fuck? Because it's it was such a huge reveal, I imagine. He goes in the attic, he said he was fixing the sink, you know, and Piper walks in on him, and she's suddenly suspicious. Because it could be, like, for her, this is like, oh my god, is this another Jeremy situation? Oh yeah, I, I definitely have notes about Leo possibly being like, <gasps> he's mm-hmm. imagine, like... Like you said, um, it being the first time and stuff, because this is the first time um, in a long time that I've seen Leo use his powers. And um, one second, let me find the note. I wrote in all caps locks, Leo uses his magic to open up the boxes to find the tiara. If we didn't know he was a white liar, we think he's a warlock for sure, yeah, right? The, that's what I wrote, too. It's like, it's like if we didn't already know, if we, if we didn't have this hindsight of, yeah, we know how this series ends, and we know that like he's a white liar, and he and Piper are babies, and yada, yada, yada. It would be such a huge shock. So for me, like, this was a really good reveal. Leo, like, oh, I'm up in the attic. Oh, I'm opening drawers with my mind. Maybe saying we suspect him of being a warlock maybe like, too harsh of a thing. Mm-hmm. Even though but he's we trying to find why. Tiara and stuff. Like, he could be just a witch. Because he has sparkles. He has sparkly light magic. That's something we haven't seen before. Because warlocks and witches don't have that. They have, like, non... Right special effects magic that's not twinkly and sparkly. So yeah, um, Piper gets suspicious. Leo needs to talk and he's like, yeah, I might have to leave. I might have to go. He's getting too close, so the white lighter cancel is calling him back. Spoilers for, um, because that's, that's... You fucked her! What do you mean you fucked her? Yeah, because white lighters aren't supposed to get that close to their subjects, which is, this is spoilers. This comes... This comes several episodes. This might even come next season, the reason why he's called back. I forgot when. Like, oh, he's, he's being called away to the, the White Letter Council because he got too close. How close? Close enough to put his dick in her vagina. That's a little too close. <sighs> At least, you know, that's what we figured happened. Uh, that's actually exactly but what isn't happened. Isn't it creepy that the White Letters are, like, always watching? Yeah, they are actually always watching. So, like... They watch this go down. Several times. Especially the freezing Leo and just riding him stuff. Uh, Rex tricked uh, Phoebe into a date. She goes to his fancy apartment. Uh, He's got her a fashion magazine interview. Rex jokes about sleeping with him. Because she's like, oh, you know, what's the catch? And he's like, you gotta sleep with me. And it was like, what the fuck, dude? What Rex did is that he used his astral projection to make her believe that the apartment he's in, which is an abandoned apartment, is actually a super cool swanky one. No, no, cool, don't spoil it. Don't one. spoil it. Don't spoil it. Well, that's, that's what like a he says. Reveal. He says he astral projects her to say she'll see like a cool apartment or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a you'll swanky see, like, an one, apartment. a sublime one, something with an S that Phoebe repeats. Spectacular. That's yes, the there we go. So Rex steps into another room to get some champagne, and he plants a premonition in her head. Like, how the fuckity fuck? They're really playing Calvin Ball with these goddamn rules about astral projection. The, the worst thing about this scene is that, like, oh, I'm going to go to the kitchen and get some sushi that was imported from Kyoto. It's like, uh-huh. it's fresh sushi from Kyoto. And he's like... One, that's not fresh. Two, that's not how sushis work. You could just, you could just... Unless you, like, had it flown in, like, the day of, it's not that fresh. Like, 
sushi, yeah, it's it's expensive and shit back then in America, but like having it flown in from Kyoto and stuff, like it's not that fancy. It's like spaghetti. It's like sushi no. is the spaghetti just, of Japan. It's like yeah, I just spent like an extra couple hundred dollars to get sushi. I, I don't even know if the writers even know what sushi is because of that line. <laughs> wow. That's just how much sushi does not work that way. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Anyways, Phoebe gets her planted premonition and runs off, and we reveal that the apartment was empty the whole time, and Rex gives out a pretty fucking chill 911 call. He's like, oh, someone, something's happening at Buckland's. You need to go right away. And then he hangs up. And it's super fucking chill. So Prue's doing some stuff. Like, she's doing some snooping. And um, we run into a security guard who has a name. So immediately I'm like, oh, you fucking dead. You got more than, like, two minutes of screen time and you have a name. You are dead. And um, so Prue's doing some snooping at, at uh, Hannah's computer and finds out Hannah doesn't work there and neither does Rex. Yeah, that's that's actually a really big oversight uh, for Rex and Hannah. You would think that they could at least fabricate some goddamn employee record. I mean, how is this the first time... How is this the first time somebody somebody Googled them? Yeah, exactly. I guess it's because, like, hey, I'm Rex Buckland. Everyone's like, alright, that's cool. Like, nobody questioned it. Like, surely HR has has had reports about Hannah and Rex. Oh, yeah. Canoodling in the office, Hannah being... Because, like, Hannah and Rex are terrible people. Mm Mm-hmm. Surely someone has tried to report them to HR. If yeah, they have an HR. Probably do, not. If they have an HR. Do they have... Is it just, like, Hannah, Rex, Prue, and the lunch lady person? Well, the lunch that's lady person that's probably skipped town because she's like, you know what, I can't be dealing with this shit. I'm moving. Yeah, I got a baby that's going to save the world from warlockism. <laughs> warlockism. Somehow. <laughs> probably the vaccine for evil. Right? So I'm just going to go now. Bye. Ta-ta. Get your own sandwiches, losers. Yeah, and then there's, of course, poor sweet Jaime, the security guard, who is hella dead. Yeah. Only, like, so all it is is, like, Prue, Rex, and Hannah working, and then it's just gonna be Prue Mm -hmm. working pretty soon. Prue's gonna own the building. It's like Highlander. It can only be one, so you kill him to own the building. So, uh, Rex implants the idea into, uh, Prue's head that uh, Jaime's in danger. So Prue goes running off to go find him. Meanwhile, uh, Jaime's in the warehouse, and so is Hannah. Hannah clocks him over the head and um, drops the artifact. And Rex tells her to go and go into this door and pick up the artifact just inside the door. And um, Phoebe runs in just after, and they're like, oh shit, he did. And it's like, oh god, she's been framed. And then Andy and Daryl show up, and they're like questioning her. And Phoebe's like, how dare you, Andy? You know better. And he's like, look, I gotta do this. It's my job. You know, it's not like he's, he's doing this at a personal vendetta. It's like, yeah, all these signs point to her, you know? Like, he's just doing his job. I can't even be mad. Like, this frame job was great. Like, they walked in on her with the weapon in her hand. They can't find the security tape for the vault. They can't find this tiara. It all makes sense. There's there's motive. There's, uh, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. It's a probable cause. It's a good fucking frame. Maybe for his murder, at least. I actually don't know what probable cause is. Anyways, um, uh, Andy. So let's see. uh, Prue gets arrested. 
Then Phoebe's like, we should get Rex. He's going to help us because he's been so kind to me. And they go to the, uh, Phoebe and Piper go to the apartment and it's empty. And, and Piper's like, oh shit, are you sure this is the right one? And Phoebe's like, no, I'm certain of it because here's my lipstick that I dropped on my hurry out the door to go rescue Prue. And Phoebe's like, God damn it, he's a warlock. And Piper's like, yay, I'm not the only one who dated a warlock. Uh, so we cut to Prue, who's in jail now. And she's getting fucking sexually harassed in the jail cell by some creeper. And she then uses her powers to toss his ass into the wall. And he scrambles up on the bed and is immediately terrified of her, as he should be. It's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you were planning on doing in that cell, but you ain't gonna do it. So Andy is super upset, and Daryl is trying to comfort him. Because Daryl's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta accept the fact that maybe she did this. And Andy's like, no, I think it was a setup. Like, he immediately figures this shit out, pretty much. Um, so, Daryl's trying to comfort him. Leo's in the kitchen, and Piper's trying to get rid of the tiara back at the house. And Phoebe has a plan. So she puts it in the cabinet, and Rex is there astral projecting, so he knows where it is. So Phoebe starts planning a jailbreak. And she's like, yeah, Piper's just going to freeze everybody. Yes. And then we're going to get Prue out, and then we'll have her back by morning. No big deal. And Piper's like, what the fuck? Why can't you do this? And she's, Piper's like, um, Phoebe's like, all I, all I can do is see the future. You got the cool power. You have to do the legwork. So. Piper does have the better power for this situation, I will say. Right, right. So Phoebe waits outside to, to keep an eye out for anybody coming in. Piper freezes everybody. Prue's not going to leave. Because she's like, no, I'm innocent. I have well, to I stay mean, here. You kind of have a ton of evidence against you, Prue. Right. So Prue does the old blankets under the pillow, the the whole pillows under the blankets trick that you see in a lot of like kids doing in a lot of in a lot of shows, and they all sneak out. And Prue steals a cop's donut as she runs out of the station. I was like, Prue, why would you do this? What did that cop ever do to you? But they run out of the station, and Rex is there, and he takes a picture of them running out of the station together. You know. Yeah, question, what does that, what, what what would that picture prove that, like, Prue was at a, there's no timestamp or anything on that. He's not holding up a newspaper. I know, because he used a Polaroid camera like a dingus. Oh, no, he, he just, it doesn't make sense. And especially at the end when we see how crappy the picture is, too. Like, that's not proof about anything. That's like, oh, we took a picture of you outside the police station. Okay, you, you can't. can't you can't even really see the police station in the photo. It's like really bad. You you can no. see Prue in a white sweater. It's, it's a bad and, photo, but it's blurry and far away. It's like Rex ain't no photographer. Photographer Rex is not. Uh, so Rex starts monologuing, and they're like, "Shit, what are we gonna do? We have to do the thing." Um, Rex does the like I said, he does the whole James Bond monologue, and he's like, "Yeah, here's my plan. Whatever." So Rex is essentially blackmailing them. And now they're like, we can't give up our powers, but we have to give up our powers. Otherwise, Prue's going to go to jail forever for murder. And Prue's like, this is all my fault. And meanwhile, Leo is listening in. He heard all of this. Right. Right? Like, you can see, we see him out in the hallway just kind of, like, listening in on this. And, and, uh, 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 uh. so they decide to give up their powers. There is a spell in the Book of Shadows that would allow them to give up their power. So they're like, yeah, we're going to use it. We, we have to. We don't have any other choice, right? So um, there's some shitty Photoshop effects and all of their powers, and everything in the Book of Shadows goes into the lantern. Question. Why didn't they just curse him? Curses are bad. I mean, they've gotten rid of several warlocks before. 
Fire stabbing and then a curse. Well, technically they didn't do the curse, Melinda did. So No, I'm talking about uh Jeremy. Oh. No, they didn't really curse Jeremy. They just sort of chanted they, at him until he They went thorned away. him up. They hurt him pretty bad. Oh yeah, but that didn't actually kill him. They just cursed him and then that didn't work, and then they just chanted at him. I'm saying they they can fucking whip his ass, that's all. So this next bit happens kinda of fast. They all run to Bucklands with the lantern in tow. It has their powers in it. Rex is there. Hannah's there. Hannah morphs into a jaguar. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, and then we cut back to Andy, who's like, oh shit, the real Rex Buckland and Hannah died on the same day. He's doing that police shit, and he figures it out. And he's like, these two aren't really the, the actual Rex and Hannah, and that must mean they're here to steal the tiara, and they framed proof for it. Yeah, like, Rex Buckland, the actual human Rex Buckland that Rex took the identity of was, like, an old, middle-aged guy who was, like, 60. bald and shit. And then, like, Hannah took, like, the identity of, like, a chubby black woman, yeah. And it's like, mm, it's a little... Mm-hmm. Not very good. I mean, I guess if you're a demon, you want to look sexy, but, like, maybe at least look like the people that you took the identities of. Just saying. Right. Unless it's like, you. well, Hannah can change shape, which she proves. So it's like, why would you even bother with changing into the redhead lady when you could just change into the person you killed? So that way people are less suspicious of so Andy figures out that, hey, they're not who they say they are. So he comes up with the more on Monday an explanation of they came here to steal the tiara. And they framed the, the maybe the, the security guard figured it out and they murdered him. And now they're trying to frame Prue because she probably got too close to the truth as well. Uh, they gave they gave the lantern to Rex. Oh, no. So Andy calls Daryl and is like, we're going to go get Rex and Hannah because they're obviously not who they say they are and they're probably the ones who did this and it's obviously not Prue. Because Andy believed it wasn't Prue from the start. And Rex is going to get Hannah to eat them. And then we see Leo in the attic and he does the thing with his hand. And the Book of Shadows comes back to normal and the sisters get their powers back. And they're like, oh shit, we have our powers back. So Hannah leaps at them and Piper freezes Hannah and then Prue moves Rex in front of her. So, like, she's, like, mid-leap at Rex now instead of the sisters. And then she was, like, super sad for a second. And then she's like, oh, shit, we're being poofed back to hell. No, wait, it wasn't my fault. It was all him. Rex fucked up, not me. I put a joke here that we need a more satisfying ending and fucking Nekohanna comes out. That's what I want. (laughs) Uh, So Hannah mauls Rex. Rex dies. They get poofed back to hell, and Hannah's like, no, wait, wait, it wasn't my fault. He fucked up, not me. He did fuck up. And, um, yeah, then a happy ending for everybody. But they're like, wait, how do we get our powers back? But we don't have time to figure that out because we need to go back to jail before Prue gets discovered. And, uh, so Andy and Daryl go to the pr- go to jail to see Prue. We-, we get to this really tense moment where it's like, oh, shit, is Prue back in the jail? Is, is she going to get caught? You know, is Andy going to notice she's gone? Uh, so they pull back the blanket and she's, she's underneath there, like sleepy and shit. So what I think what happened was we were on the, just saw what happens from the mortal end of a freeze. We didn't see anything happen. We just saw Prue suddenly was there. And they pull back the blanket. She's there and she's like, hey, what happened? I was sleeping. And, um, Prue's off the hook for murder. They realize that, hey, she's, she's, wasn't the one who killed him, but Andy knew it all along, of course. Um, they are confused. The girls are confused about how they got their powers back. 
Um, although Andy shows her the photo, like, he somehow got a hold of the Polaroid of them escaping from jail and proves, like, eh, what are you gonna do? I'm super photogenic. The really bad photo that didn't prove anything ever, so... Right, didn't prove anything ever. This is, like, the worst kind of evidence. The one that isn't evidence. Yeah, they're back in the attic, and they're like, hey, how do we get our powers back, though? And Piper's like, eh, it's magic. Which, honestly, is a good explanation. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Then Leo comes into the attic, and I'm like, why is your Book of Shadows out in the damn open where Leo can see it, of all people? And Leo's like, hey, I gotta leave. You know, I gotta go away for a while. And he's like, I, I can't stay away from you, though. So he's, like, making a promise that he's gonna come back. And Phoebe's like, did Leo do a thing? Hmm. That's another question for another day, because they pull the relinqu- power relinquish spell out of the book and burn the page. And the page, and the spell that was on the back of that page, but yeah. Yeah. Then Leo o- opens the door, does the white lighter poof for the first time, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. It was a pretty good episode. Yeah, it was pretty alright. The end of Rex and Hannah. Which is a shame, because this is like the tenth episode, and already... It's not even halfway through the season yet, because the season had, like, 23 episodes, right? Something like that, And already yeah. the big bads, the the big main antagonists that we know of are gone. Ten episodes, gone too soon, rip. Uh, 1998 to... 1998? Uh, 99, maybe. Because this, it, it, uh, aired in... No, it'd be, yeah. It'd still be 1998. Rip 1998 to 1998. <laughs> Rex and Hannah. Yep. They were pretty good protagonists, antagonists, I think. Especially for Hannah. Hannah deserves... Hannah deserves so much better. Better. But, you know, it, it, they were pretty good antagonists for a while they were around. So, we now know Leo is, has got helpful powers. We don't know why, though, but we know he has them. Yeah. We'll find, we'll find out. out. Not in this episode. Not the next episode. We don't know. Um, thank you all for listening. Um... Uh, if you'd like, please leave a review, leave a rating, leave a comment. Uh, yeah, you know, reblog, uh, retweet, uh, retweet, share this podcast with people, please. Share this podcast with your mom who likes charms. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. And th- have have a cool child, mother or father or parent in general, right? Kind of podcast to listen about where we talk about like. Dicks and shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, like I said before, in the part that was cut out, probably, that Daisley Ridley listens and enjoys uh, My Father Wrote a Porno with her mother, which her mother, I think, if I remember right, introduced her to the podcast. So, I mean, uh, hey, if you're a parent, and you like Charmed, and you want to share Charmed with your child and stuff, share this podcast with them. I'm sure it'd be better than, like, my sharing it with... Less awkward. Definitely less awkward than my, dad uh, wrote my a father porno. Father wrote a porno. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, um, check we'll us out guys, on Twitter. Yeah, check us out on Twitter, please. We have a couple different accounts. Uh, we have a couple different accounts for Twitter. Yeah, in the description and stuff, we got our personal Twitters. Alex and I's and our official Hexed Twitter. We also have an official Hexed email, and we're on iTunes link. It's also in there, so thank you. 
Yep, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes at the moment, and we're hoping to stretch out to other places, so if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. So we will see you guys next week. Um, in the meantime, stay charmed, my friends. Bye! <laughs>